Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're in the Gospel of Matthew. I hope you have this book right here. The print version is available on Amazon. You can also subscribe at jessecampbellministries.com. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, let these stones become bread. He answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus responds with a recitation of Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. But the opening verses are profound. They seem obvious, they seem VBS elementary, but I think that's part of what's lost on us. We forget this. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You might think that you're led by the Spirit into a winning lottery ticket, but you're not. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the, what? The wilderness. You will be led by the Spirit, not necessarily into the American dream. In fact, odds are against that. Let's say it's 10%. There's a 10% chance that God's will for you is the American dream, meaning the big, giant, beautiful house with a white picket fence and ever-increasing prosperity. That means even in the 10% case, like there's a 90% chance it's not God's will that you would prosper. God's will for Jesus, think about that. God's will for Jesus, the Father's will for the Son, as led by the Spirit. Do you see all three of the Trinity here? The Father, the Son, the Spirit, the Father's will presiding over the Son by the leading of the Spirit into what? It's not prosperity. It's not a 5,000 square foot house. It's not a Dodge Hellcat, ironically. It's the wilderness. Like God's will for the Son was the wilderness and he was led by the Spirit there. That's Matthew 4 basic, man. Welcome to Vacation Bible School. Open up your Bible perhaps for the very first time. It's not God's will that you would prosper all the time. Sometimes it might be, but biblically it's not always the case. In fact, for Jesus, God led him to the wilderness, the wild. Literally, wilderness is the first syllable of wilderness. Like wild wilderness like wild is the first syllable jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness now why is that i'm glad you asked bert it's to be tempted by the devil that's matthew 4 1. it's just one sentence but like there's so much theology there because god's will the father's will for the son as dictated and led by the spirit was to go to the wilderness why is that? So that he would have like a beautiful retreat in a paradise by the beach? No, to be tempted by the devil for crying out loud. This was the father's will for the son. So are you shocked when his will for you is any different, especially when your inheritance is identical to that of the son in a sense, that you would be counted as a co-heir with Christ? You are co-heirs with the one who is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So is it any wonder 
that you likewise would face temptations. Now your temptations are far less than that faced by Jesus himself. But Matthew 4.1 is telling. I don't know where we get the idea that God's will for us is always that we would prosper and do better, that our stocks would pay off, that our investments would always return to the positive, that our finances would always be in the black, and that we would never be led astray. Whether we were taught by Jesus, stay tuned, just two chapters from now, <laughs> we're taught by Jesus to pray, God, deliver us from evil, deliver us from temptation. Here it is, Matthew chapter four, verse one, Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's so basic, but it's so informative. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Go figure, right? Of course, oh man. Then the tempter approached him. Okay, the word then. I know, it sounds like I'm just parsing on the, the details here, but that's what the devil does. He pounces upon opportunity. The devil then is an opportunist. He is opportunistic. Then the devil approached him. Then, after 40 days and 40 nights of not eating, then that is when the devil approached. I've been doing student ministry for some time. Like I began in 2007 and here I am still doing it. And when young men share with me, like I was on a date and we went to her house, her parents are out of town, we watched a romantic comedy, and then we're sitting there alone, isolated, without accountability, and then we got tempted. I'm always like, man, no duh. Like, of course you got tempted. You practically tempted yourself there. You set up the opportunity. The devil is an opportunist. He will wait until you are weak and then he will strike. Chapter four, verse three, then the tempter approached him and said, if you are the son of God, let's talk about those words. The devil has not changed his tune since Eden. And thousands of years have gone by from Genesis 1 to Matthew 4. I mean, consider the gall of these words. If you are the son of God, especially consider their gall, considering the source. Devil, like you knew and you have always known. It was prophesied in Eden that he would crush your head. You saw Gabriel come rushing out of the heavens urgently to deliver the name to Joseph and to Mary. You know for a fact he's the son of God. And yet you have the gall, devil, to speak to Jesus these words, if you are the son of God. He knows the truth. That's what makes his lies lies. That's what makes his speech dishonest. The fact that he honestly knows the truth and yet speaks the converse. If you are the son of God, if it's God's will that you don't cheat on your spouse, if it's God's will that you don't look at pornography, if it's God's will that you not cheat on your taxes, if it's God's will that fill in the blank. Like this is how the devil spoke to Jesus. Look at it as a blueprint for how he will speak to you. As Jesus heard the words, 
both the devil and Jesus knew the truth. Okay, you understand that? Like Jesus knew the truth and Jesus knew that the devil knew the truth. If you are the son of God, are you kidding me? Of course he's the son of God. You have seen this. You have foreknown this. You have been told this millennia prior, devil. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become to bread. Suddenly like the stone and bread thing seems really petty when you really zoom in on the first words. And Jesus' response is a recitation of Deuteronomy. Man must not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. You suddenly understand there's more at play here than just a panini. And we'll talk about that tomorrow, but for today, I want you to consider the gall of the devil who had like the backbone to look at Jesus and say the words, if you are the son of God, knowing full well, not only is, the son of, is, is Jesus the son of God, but Jesus is the one who was prophesied to crush his head. I think that you and I, brother and sister, based on Matthew 4, have just busted the tempter.